Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nyarlathotep in the Egypt chapter. And so at the top of the show, we would like to thank all of our listeners, all of our Patreon supporters, and anyone who's stopped by our little corner of the internet to see what our investigators are up to. Uh, we have an action-packed show for you tonight, and so we're going to get directly introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, we're playing the waiting game right now. You are playing the waiting game, but you're home, right? Like, this is home ground for you, so it's uh, pretty special. We'll see if that helps. <laughs> to Maeve's right. This is Morgan, and I play Lillian Lane, and I think I'm going to have a big scar on my arm. I think that's likely, yeah. But you know what? Scars are sexy, right? I mean... They are. Right. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And to be honest, I think everything is going to go smoothly from here on out. Yeah, definitely. I like your optimism, Mr. Doyle. Yeah, I think that's yeah. important. Uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Adel Zar, and I am optimally positioned, slightly away from the group and able to run in any direction. Which you may, in fact, need to do. Uh, to Mr. Zar's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And, um, well, I'm, you know, I'm willing to patch people up only so many times. You only get one or two. I'm going to count you how many times I've done it for you. You know, it might behoove you to keep a small journal, Doctor, of how many, um, how many people you've had to, to patch back up. Maybe the, a record of, of uh, your medical wonders. Right. And uh, last, most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Sam Baron, who believes that far too much can happen between now and sunset. You're not wrong. So we rejoin our party at the Speaker's Temple, far off into the desert. And they have joined up again, having eluded the Brotherhood after the theft of a very, very important mummy. And so assembled here in the main temple proper, having just settled in, I would ask the party, what are its immediate plans? I am probably praying, quote, unquote. So in, in what way? Describe what exactly Maeve is doing. I'm probably going to find the centermost area and sing so that it echoes through all of the temple probably the the tune that I heard when I was looking for the speakers of the Nile now that I know who they are so I should make sure that I learn it and do the best I can okay yeah so there's a beautiful kind of resonant uh, song going through the rest of the main portion of the temple here and kind of all of you get that sense. This tone is something that some of you have heard before, especially you, Miss Lane. Uh, you've heard Maeve hum and sing in the mornings, having uh, been kind of her partner in, in, uh, in hotel travels. So it's definitely a, a tune you've heard before. Uh, it's fairly peaceful for the most part, uh, but there is an edge that is a little otherworldly about it. And for some of you, like you, Otto, that might make you slightly nervous. I'm on Overwatch anyway, so yeah. Well, they haven't, uh, nothing has come barging through the doors just yet. 
but you know that the Brotherhood likely is not far behind if they were able to track you through the desert. I'm watching the group and seeing how they are reacting to what I feel at this point is a bit of a, I don't know, like a surreal scenario. Being in like a strange temple that kind of wasn't, you know, uh, on the map that is now just kind of being used for this. I'm just, I just, I just want to take stock and kind of look around and see how people are reacting to this scenario. Singing otherwise. Isn't uh, all of Maeve's kind of transformations are visible as well now, right? All of the, the scales and whatnot. That's really up to her. I know that she had um, kind of last episode had made it fairly clear that, you know, she wasn't hiding who she was. Um, I believe just on my back and up into the hairline, um, I don't think the other ones would be uh, because I think my dress is long enough. So, yeah, just down the back. Sure. Yeah, I'm taking I'm just taking a look at at everyone else Um, as I'm I have plenty of things that I want to say, but this kind of seems to overshadow a lot of it right now in my head. All right. There's a. There's a couple of people I want to talk to in the group. Yeah, I mean, they're they're all in front of you. I want to start with Sam. I'll make my way over to Sam. Yeah, I look up, kind of expectantly, b- amused even. So, uh, how'd it go last night? A lot's happened over the past day and a half. Um, as far as the uh, fulfillment of the obligation is done, if you want details, I can give them to you. But No, I, I don't need details. I just, so you made it out? Did you get any sleep last night? Yes, I did. Uh, I've actually uh, rested quite well in a... Uh, uh, you call it a, a, sh- a shelter? A, hide- a, hi- a hiding hole? A temple? Sort of? Apparently this place is lousy with them. I, I suppose I, I could explain. I found Jan Willem Van Hovelen and uh, persuaded him to share a bit about his experience while he was on the expedition, his co-workers, what roles they're playing. And it would seem that after he was dismissed, he went back to beg for his job. And uh, Clive's number two, Martin, put him on to uh, a rare find. Ended up being the property of a temple of a temple to bast that was hidden in cairo and he earned the ire of its attendant uh, a priestess a priestess of, of bast named uh, narice is that how i say it narice yes sir narice who is a bit of a mystery unto herself um honestly much like much like how, how mave appears to be at this point but he was and is cursed by Bass to be stalked by cats probably until he dies or after. He had to return the scrolls he stole, otherwise she was going to eliminate him. She, she came to kill him. And we had a bit of a chat. So we got that straightened out and uh, she asked me to meet with her. So I did. I was curious because she had mentioned that I had been marked somehow by Bass that I'd earned her favor. Or at least that she was being mindful of me. Uh, so we spoke at length, and she told me more about uh, Nyarlathotep and how they seem to shift their form in this world to whatever seems suited to enact their agenda. She mentioned that she's tangled with Omar at least once and that she dared not do so again. And uh, while it makes sense that while Omar may want to resurrect this dead queen, it may not necessarily be the will of his patron. There's suspicions that both Nerese and even uh, Dr. Kafour have that Omar is acting in his own interests in regards to this queen business. Well, regardless, he's not getting her. No, I, I totally agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, but this ritual that we're performing here, I don't know whether or not it's meant to protect Egypt from Nyarlathotep at all. Because it seems that before the queen, before before Nyctochris ruled Egypt, another cult, a priesthood to a serpent king, ruled the area. 
uh, carrying out the will of their god, Yig. Okay. And while Nerys seemed convinced that while they, you know, they are of this world, the this Yig, Yig lives here amongst, you know, the living. Yeah, yeah. We're a little familiar with Yig. Uh, uh, this is the first I've heard. But, uh... Yeah, we've met. Yeah, we tangled him with them, uh... His, one of his cult members in Chicago. Well, while they may be no less invested in seeing Egypt purged of this particular flavor of corruption, uh, I don't know whether this might just be a power play. This place is clearly in reverence to him. Well, the way I look at this, like this, Omar has the girdle, and let's just say the followers of Yig have Nitocris, Nitocris, then uh, it's a detente. Nobody can bring her back. Nobody can use her. Well, I don't know that to be true. I'm wondering what this ritual is. Even even so, I'm just saying that we... I thought we were going to destroy it. Well, let's see what happens first. It's... I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. I'm just trying to take in the terrain, if you right. will. Right, I'm just... In order to bring her back, they need certain items, and they don't have the. And the this place doesn't have those items. Is Maeve a priestess of Yig? Uh, I am not entirely certain. I've never asked her. She's clearly been transformed somehow. She's been gifted. She's been. Yeah. Well, remember what she says. There's a cost for magic. There's always a cost. When I spoke to. Uh, Nerese, these, um, at least she made it sound like these manifestations are, are more uh, an icon of dedication. I mean, she, she, be, she became like a, a giant cat monster. It was rather terrifying. Yeah, that, that does make a fair bit of sense. I'm just, again, taking in the terrain. Yeah. We need to rotate in and out, uh, watching for pursuit or attack. I think Otto's taken care of right now, but I want to talk to him, and then maybe in an hour you relieve him. Well, Omar made his second tactical error, I think. The first one was when he put his ego on display to go after Gafor personally. Now, just to be correct, Michael, did you say that when I was watching the group go into the to, to the pyramid, was Omar there, or that was that person that I think is Omar there? The person that you think is Omar was with them, but you did not... Okay. It, it was at a range. That was the tough part for you. Uh, sure. You, you believe um, you had not, you've never seen him in the light of day. Uh, you've only seen him under the cover of darkness. I suspect that the, that the man who attacked us at Kafour's was, is at the temple, which means that his home and plantation are as unprotected as they will ever be. And we only have a few hours before whatever is going to happen here is going to happen. And in those four hours, either Omar will find this place, send his army, and we'll all die or he doesn't find when you complete it, right? Probably within those two, but we'll see. I mean, we can't we can't borrow from the future. We have no idea what's going on. Sure. We need to know before Omar gets here, we need to be prepared, and we need to take things as they come. You know, I've, I'll, I'll have no problem spotting. So for, you know, it's, it's not up to me. Here, I will... Um, pull out the, the translated scrolls that uh, go over the bent pyramid and the mention of like the catacombs within. Um, and I will kind of offer them to both Jack and the doctor who seems to be standing there. Mm -hmm. Where's Lillian right now? She's um, not too far from Jack. Yeah, actually Doc was um, more working on Lillian before he settles in for a bit of a rest. You notice that uh, she's not doing as well as she could so he's gonna quickly give her a medical once over and see if there's anything he can do to help yeah go ahead and give me a medicine roll 21 under 91 that is a hard success okay if you are prepared to spend an hour with miss lane uh, caring for her wounds and making sure that she stabilizes we will heal her a d3 of hit points i will commit to that yes sir okay very good miss lane heal two hit points over the next hour Nice. Well, can I can I make it clear then that I wasn't trying to be like quiet about what I was saying, so that I mean, if they were in earshot, they might have heard anything. Oh, yeah, that's why Doc was piping up. 
Yeah, okay. I, I would assume given the last conversation, both Miss Lane and Dr. Tottenbach were aware of what was being said, given the fact that you're in a stone yeah. right. <laughs> temple. Kafur and uh, Jan Willem both they both seem to think that the bent pyramid serves as some kind of some kind of a power center for the black pharaoh. That there's that might be some presence there, and Omar's plans might culminate there. I think that's where we're planning on going next. So once we whatever happens here happens, we'll look at going to the bent pyramid and seeing what's uh, transpiring there. I'd like to make one thing clear on a personal level, mm. if that's okay. Well, I'm sure that, you know, Yig has the best of intention and intentions and his desire to, to thwart the schemes of the Black Pharaoh and preserve Egypt. Um, I have not necessarily any interest in aiding his efforts, but I'm not going to go out of my way to cause any problems. I mean, if anything should be clear at this point, I, I appreciate the ability to act on my own will. And I, just, I understand what you're saying. And you do what you feel you have to do. So are we not stopping Kafur? I'm very confused. At the, I, I might have lost a little too much blood, so I'm a little confused. What are next steps? Our next steps is to uh, see what happens here, and then we're going to the Bent Pyramid. Do, do we not w- know what we're doing here? I thought, um, I thought we were directed. Maeve is in charge of this situation at the moment. I don't have all the details, but I trust her. She said we were waiting for someone. Who? Yeah, I, I assume it's we've never been tutoring her. Oh, that's right. If it were me, I would have lit the mummy on fire. Well, I really thought about that. But let's let's see how this plays out. Speaking of that, where is the mummy exactly? Then we put it on, uh, like in the middle there or something, like. I thought there was an altar or something. No, it's there's a, a lot of places you could have potentially put right. here. I, for, for all I care, I will dump her in a corner. I, I thought we put her in the center, but... Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure we have we have full knowledge of where the body is. Yeah, I want to be able to see that body at all times, as long as we're inside. You well, know, you know she's saying. close to me because I'm in okay. the center, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, th- there there is good news. Yeah. I sent uh, I sent Yan Willem to America to both keep help him keep his life, and uh, since Cairo's a bit of a, a pit right now, and I sent a telegram to Ramsey informing him of the situation. Oh, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, he'll be able to put Van Hovelin to work, maybe on some of the things that we that we're absconded with from England. If, if, isn't he a drunk? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not anymore. He's had some sobering experiences. All right. In the past two days. Doctor, can I speak to you for real quick? Well, yeah. Any... Uh, are you okay. feeling all right, Jack? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling right as the rain. Listen, I think I need to clear something up with you. Yeah. Don't, don't you ever, ever run into a situation like you did in that, uh, vault downstairs uh, back in Cairo ah I thought this might be coming you could have been killed this is the second time you almost came you know within a thread of your life it is true you are you are not wrong Jack my intentions get the better of me and I do not want to see my close ones harmed but you are right I am I am not as able bodies as I once was so you know I understand that you're you're pretty good with your fists and stuff, so I know you can take care of yourself, but we need to make sure that you're safe. You're an important part of this team, and we need you around. That is fair enough, and thank you, Jack, for being concerned. I, I will take it into, into consideration, and, well, you know, I will only throw things from the other side of the room from now on. Yeah? No, well, yeah, that, I would appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Wunderbar. Lillian's sitting next to Doctor as you're telling him this. And, and Lillian leads it. Doctor, just why don't you leave the fighting to the women folk? Yeah, you, you're right. I, I would leave the fighting to the axe wielders. Speaking of which, Miss Lane, what the hell was that? What did I do? Why did you go rushing into fight? You know, we trained you to fight so you could protect yourself. I thought you could go rushing in. I thought I did pretty well. 
How much blood have you lost from that cut? You know... I gave you a gun. Why didn't you use the gun? I was really, uh... I, I was a little afraid I was gonna hit Otto. So that is why I rushed in to go slash at them. Listen. She looks a little sheep sheepish. Wait, Lillian slashed at somebody? Yeah, yeah. It's We'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, listen, Lillian. You're too important, okay? That's so nice. I don't know what I do if something happened to you. You're like, you're the heart of the group. Well, I think I need some more training with the gun. Yeah, we can do that. Like, I can shoot a rifle. I can't carry my rifle everywhere. It doesn't fit in my boot. Doc gets up and goes and gets water. No, we'll, we'll, we'll train you with the hand with the pistol. We'll oh. give you something to carry with you. Just try to stay out of uh, combat, if you would please, or hand-to-hand fighting. But you taught me how to hand-to-hand fight. Yes, yeah, so you can protect yourself oh. if you need to, not so you could rush into the front lines of a fray. I look at my arm. It probably has blood soaking through it still, even though the doctor wrapped it. I'm just, well, as long as if I do get in a fight, you'll back me up. I will always back you up. Doc hands a canteen to Jack to hand to Lillian. Oh, thank you, doctor. Here you go. I take it and take a long swig of, is it water? Is it water, doctor? Uh, yeah, you've lost a lot of blood. You're not drinking alcohol right now. Besides, I did not bring enough to share. Okay, so I take a long swig and I'm feeling a little... Is there somewhere to sit, da- sit down? Am I already sitting? I mean- why, don't you, why don't you get some rest? Uh, we'll be here for a while, I, I'm assuming. And Lillian, try not to uh, touch anything. How did you know? I was. I really want to go touch the mummy. I uh, listen. I've been looking. I've been looking at around at the uh, temple here. I don't want you touching anything in the temple. I don't think you will be have a good experience. Uh, well, I don't think I'm healed enough right now to go touch anything. Okay, and definitely not that mummy. <sighs> That's you're you're really you're really hurting my fun. Don't worry. Get a little sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, I will also get some rest if if there's someone on watch. Yeah, yeah. Stay with her, doctor. <laughs> I will. Uck wraps his coat into a pillow and offers it to Lillian. Here. I thank him. Doctor, doctor, I'm the heart of the team. Remember that. <laughs> you always have been, yeah. <laughs> I lay down and close my eyes. Try to sleep. The temple floor isn't what you would call the most comfortable, but given your exhaustion level and given the the blood loss, it's not terribly hard to find yourself drifting off, especially as things die down a little bit. Even the song Maeve is singing far deeper into the temple is a little helpful. The gear was outside, right? Like you all brought the stuff that was acquired. Uh, no, I don't think we have the gear with us. No, I don't think so. Damn shame. Yeah, Agreed. Well, that would be great, but we are more concerned to getting ever out of that uh, area than... How did you get out with the mummy? Yeah, long story. Does it involve the, the... I'll make an axe chopping motion? No, no. No? Uh, I just... We wrapped it up and carried it out and I got a new spear. Anyhow, I'm going to go uh, um, up on the dunes and use my uh, field glass to see if I can see anything. Okay. Well, there's some uh, food up in the car if you go to the top of the dune. Oh, thank uh, and you. And some other things if you want to grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Head out into the dune, um, into the heat of the desert. You walk and trudge a little bit up the... Uh, the dune and find the vehicle there the vehicle which was acquired recently and using your field glasses you can give me a spot hidden rule you take advantage hard success 2799 uh yeah so with a hard success right now you don't see much on the in the distance you don't see uh any long convoy of vehicles that you'd be expecting Field glasses don't give you the opportunity to see any sort of other monuments. 
this temple is out very much further from the rest of uh, the Valley of the Kings and, and the rest of what is known as a tourist Cairo. It's peaceful or ominous, dependent upon your perspective, Jack. Well, yeah. Well, as long as uh, I don't see uh, dust plumes in the distance, I'm going to go with peaceful. <laughs> it's fair. All right. Uh, now I've head back down and uh, chat with, see if I can chat with May for just a minute. Okay. You head back into the temple. Um, you know that she's probably a good hundred or so feet deeper in, at least from what your ears tell you. Um, she's in this kind of, well, we would say, uh, more of a circular temple space with an altar in the middle where uh, Nikokris was put. And she's standing next to two very large uh, pillars which have been carved into uh, hooded snakes. And she's chanting or intoning some sort of song. There is some repetition to it. So it's unlike her spell casting. You can tell that there are choruses and verses. All right. uh, I will... Is she kneeling there then? I don't kneel. Oh, well, okay. So you're just standing there? Yep. Probably swaying and yeah. I will come and stand across from you. I'll stop. And uh, what do you need? Just want to talk real quick. Sure. So Sam was uh, apparently talking to a priestess of Bast. Okay. And she said that uh, before uh, Nitokris was queen, there was a cult of a serpent deity, Yig, in control. Uh-huh. Which I assume this is a temple to Yig? Correct. Are you a priestess of Yig? I don't know if that's my official title. Okay. Okay. I am favored. Like, I, uh, I trust you. Right, I'm willing to follow your lead on this, but uh, you have to know that we're not going to let Yig take the place of uh, Nirlathotep. You understand what I'm saying? Sure, but the thing is, is his motives are not the same. Well, I, okay. Well, let's let's say that's true. Doesn't mean his motives are in any way good, right? doesn't mean that they're bad. Right. All I'm saying is I we can't allow Yig to surplant Nirlathotep as the great evil we're fighting. Oh, I agree. I would not have gotten involved with him if I felt that he wanted to rid the world of this only to take its place. Um, I think he wants to live here and do what he does with his children, all the snakes of the world. His only motive is to preserve the earth. And when he was in charge, Egypt was at peace for a lot of years. He's the only time I've seen him the most concerned has been here. The other places he just helped because, you know, Nyarlathotep wants to destroy the entire world. He wants to eat everything. And that is why Yig is upset because he lives on this plane. You know. Right. I'm just, like I say, I'm trusting you. I have no reason not to trust you. I just wanted to give you fair warning. No, and I agree. I mean, you don't want to get run, rid of one just to, you know, replace it with another. I get right. that. And I, I 100% agree with you. Just so you know, like, I haven't seen anything that is truly what I would call evil. Not even close to what we have fought. Well, uh, that uh, incident in Chicago was pretty close to evil. He was not very happy 
with Swift. He was actually uh, going to get taken care of one way or another. Um, Swift had lost his mind, which I also have to be very careful of because when you deal with with these things, it doesn't always uh, play well with, you know... There's a cost. Right. Speaking of which, I'm not... I'm not going to ask you about uh, the elephant in the room. Okay. I just, uh, just make sure you don't lose you, right? Right. I agree. And I'm, I'm doing my best. And I don't think that I'm slipping. I still have my goals and what I, what, and our best interests at heart. I'm just trying to keep us safe. Okay. I got your back. Thank you. I'll let you get back to it. Yeah. Um, if if we see anything, give me enough notice. Uh, I can get us some help here that isn't the big guy. Okay. Alrighty. So, is the group going to take a brief respite then? Yeah, I need to get some sleep. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty well rested, so I think I'm going to go check on Otto. Yeah, go for it. He is outside on, as was spoken, Overwatch. I'm assuming in the shade. Well, he's not an idiot. I mean, he's a he's a local. <laughs> right. Um, so I will uh, drift over to his... Uh, I'll share his shadow. Lovely day, isn't it? It's... Uh, what's What time is it anyways, Mike? Uh, it's just after the midday, so it's probably maybe at this point probably two o'clock, give or so. It's it's pretty warm out, but uh, but yeah. Uh, ordinarily, I'd say it's a pleasant day. Is this place on your your uh, your your tour line? No, no. Is this generally not a place where? Okay. Uh, what are we doing? That is a very interesting question. We, as in you and I, or we as in kind of the collective we? We have this body that Mm -hmm. Omar wants. Mm -hmm. That is, yes. We retrieved it from the bowels of a temple to take to the bowels of another temple. That seems to be what's happened, yes. Are you asking why we haven't destroyed it? That seems like the logical question. I don't have an answer for you, other than... I believe it's being used in some kind of ritual in there. To what end, I don't know, and I couldn't tell you. Under a brief uh, sub-audible curse, because if he's coming for that body, we are going to have a hard time standing against him. Oh, yes, he has an army. They're close, and he's extremely powerful. Your grasp of the situation is actually astounding. I'm thoroughly impressed that you're keeping it together. Right now, do I have a choice? I could, I guess, go wander off into the desert and leave you to your fate. You could take one of these camels at any time. No one's going to stop you if you leave. <laughs> Got a prisoner here. Oh, yes, I am. Well, Omar wants you dead, for sure. If he didn't before, he definitely does now. I was a prisoner here before I met Omar. Oh, oh. okay. What do you mean? Were you imprisoned as a criminal? No. But I cannot leave Egypt. By whose decree? Our fine British friends. Oh, oh, really? I mean, do you want to leave? Of course. Why do you think I took this job? Well? When it was offered to me, I knew that I had a chance with an an American of some renown as Miss O'Shea to uh, leave under her auspices. That's entirely possible. I don't know where we're going to end up after this, should we survive. Will it be Cairo? I doubt it. If anything, the last thing we'd be doing would be, uh, if, we fr- if, we finish, if we finish here, then we move on. If it won't be Cairo, and it won't be Egypt, and it won't be the British controlling every exit into and out of the country, then I am content. Oh, you want to come with us? Of course. As I said, this is the only reason I am here. 
All right. Well, uh, I can't fault your reasoning. And I would say we're probably better company than, well, Omar. I would kill him if I could. Why did the British decide to lock you in here? It's a very long story. Uh, Perhaps one that should wait for now. Well, I'm here to relieve you if you want to rest. Thank you. I think I need to go see the doctor. I acquired a couple of scrapes in the temple. Don't worry, I won't uh, cut any of the camels open while you're gone. Somehow I don't think so. You wouldn't run away on a cow, but you could on a camel. (laughs) I'll just kind of (laughs) wave. Okay, Otto, you're going to go see the doctor? Yes. Yes, I'm going to go back inside, get some... Get some water, get some get some rest, and uh, see if he can do anything about these uh, minor uh, minor wounds I picked up in the temple. Uh, at this point, how long have they been outside? Mm, probably 15, 20. It's probably been about half an hour. You're probably still, I wouldn't say still working on Miss Link, because she's at this point falling asleep. Right. So you're, you're probably... I'm about know, to bed down myself, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, if he approaches before I stop the bedding down process. And, uh, let me see. Come, Otto, sit here. Uh, let me have a look at you. Yeah, you know, what little light, lantern light uh, is in here, he'll inspect, give Otto, Otto a once-over, and um, some first aidification, I think, will be enough. He doesn't, I don't think he's horribly wounded. Just a couple cuts. <laughs> Nothing serious. 48 under 64 with first aid. Okay, good enough for a hit point and done in much less time. Mm, indeed. Nothing here is too serious. I would bandage them. We do not want infection, of course. Do we know what's going on in here? You're asking me if I uh, uh, currently know what is going on here? And he kind of gestures around at the temple. Ah. <sighs> Sadly, I I know many things, Otto, in this world, but I am not entirely certain why we are currently here. That is to say, it is something made needs to do, and therefore, um, I trust her, and that is what why we are here. Where is she at right now? He kind of just holds his hand up to his ear and kind of gestures up on the air a little bit. That she should not be too hard to find. You will have to forgive me. I, I'm afraid, as they say, my tank is on empty right now. Yes, perhaps some rest is what we all need. It is not a bad idea. Rest while you can. And Doc, once he has finished bandaging up Otto, he stands and straightens himself a little bit, goes over to a corner near Lillian, and proceeds to pass out, leaning up against the wall. There actually are a couple of what might work for almost like makeshift chairs here. They're stone. They're built into the walls here. There's four of them. But you might be able to kind of lean against a portion of it and almost make, not a recliner. Yeah, so Doc finds one of the chairs, uh, gets goes over to one of the closer throne-ish chairs and gets as comfortable as he can. Actually, he's a bit older than I am, isn't he? No. Mm-hmm. No, Doc's only like 34, 35. He's a, he's a bit he's a bit older than I am. I will uh, offer him my bedroll. It is most kind, Otto, but um, I think I will I think I will sleep up here. And uh, but is uh, please you get some rest too. It is more important that you get rest um on your bedroll than I do. Hmm? But thank you for your generosity. And he uh, with a smile uh, uh, still climbs into the throne and kind of leans against it. Um, not the first time. Having gone to medical school, this is not the first time he has fallen asleep upright in an uncomfortable chair. Okay. So with Sam on Overwatch while Otto sleeps, Jack, what are you doing? I'm not really sleeping as much as I'm just trying to um, rest. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Then um, with most of the uh, investigators there near the, the front of this speaker's temple, Miss O'Shea, you are briefly we'll say interrupted by the presence of another person nearby while you're singing I will uh, look around it doesn't take you long you just look you open your eyes and you see probably 
five or ten feet away, you see Tariq. Oh, hello. He nods and gives you a respectful bow. I will uh, nod my head a little bit. We will be taking the body soon to prepare a place. Okay. How many of you will there be? For the moment, there is only the need for me. In the future, though, the near future, there will be many. The time is nearing right for us to do what must be done. Which is? I will let Mother explain that to you. The secrets, they are not yet mine to know. Well, when will I speak with her? Soon, before the ritual. Okay. May I offer you something to eat or drink? I think I'm okay right now. Thank you. There are food supplies. He points back down the hallway he came out of. Should you or any of your people need, I'm happy to provide them something. Although, out of respect for the speakers, Mother asks that they not explore. Right. Doesn't seem like they really want to. You can ask the others if they need anything. Or I can go with you because they don't know you. Yes, let's go see if anybody needs any food or drink. He inclines his head and you see him inhale. And you can see the, um, the just the ripple, the slightest ripple near his nose and his cheek. Or when he inhales heavily, you see the, the skin pull back a little bit. And you can see the scaled pieces of his face, the one you'd seen before. Mm -hmm. He says, several of your party are asleep. Mm. Well, then we should let them sleep. He nods, as you wish. I'm going to go see if Jack is still awake. Of course. Do you have need of me? I don't know if he needs anything, so... I will wait. I will go find Jack. He's not terribly hard to find. Uh, Just to walk back through the temple towards the entrance, and you can see he's He's not sleeping. He's more sitting in one of these carved-out stone chairs here uh, in the entranceway. And uh, he seems to be just trying to relax. Jack? Yes, Maeve? Do you need anything? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? We have one of my sister's helpers here, and he can get us food and drink. He knows where the stores are. Maybe just a uh, a few things. Especially when everyone wakes up. Something to eat. Okay, I'll have him prepare something. Does he, does he know anything that's going on? No, I have to wait for my sister. All right. I'll let you know as soon as I know. Yes, please. I promise. And then, yeah, I will uh, go back and ask Tariq to uh, prepare some things for when people wake up. So, like, in a common area or, like, where um, the doctor and Lillian are. Because there's like, I know there's benches, but I don't know if there's like tables or anything like that to put something out for people. He tells you, if you look just here towards the east, there is a a hall that they are allowed to go down, which will lead to a place where you can sit and um, consume, he says with a rather strange smile. (laughs) Thank you. There will be, uh, there will be bread and we would call uh, banquet drinks available to them and meats. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. He gives you a very deep bow and then he walks back down one of the hallways here. Yeah. I will then continue my watch over the body and uh, chill with the slander. Well, with everybody taking a, a, a rest for the moment or at least... In this moment, I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to do an investigator improvement portion because you've all been through an awful lot recently and some of you likely are just about ready to have learned something from all the wonderful fun you've had. So why don't we break it up a little bit and see if we can improve some skills, okay? So Tiffany... If you would like to prepare Miss O'Shea's roles, and we can go through and just see how she does. Okay, so I got a 99 out of 47 on Fighting Brawl. Mm-hmm. 
So you may add eight more points to Brawl. You are actually slightly dangerous in hand-to-hand combat now, as 50% basically is the professional level. Nice. And then I got a success on Spot Hidden, so that's not going up, but I did fail my occult by rolling an 84 out of 83. Mm, Yes, I can hear the smile from here. (laughs) So, as we all know, the break stat for Call of Cthulhu is 90. So, yep, and that is a 9. So you may add 9 points to your occult, which will bring that up to a 92. And I will roll 2d6 for you. As Miss O'Shea has mastered occult. That's my second skill I've mastered. It is. You may also add 11 points of sanity. Yay! I need it. I need it. You do. All right. Is that all then? Yeah. That's all I had marked. So either I missed some or I'm good. Please make me a luck roll. That's 56 out of 60. Okay. So you may add 11 points of luck. I will take it. I assume you would. <laughs> so, Miss Lane, Morgan, let's let's discuss your cavalcade of skills. Okay. I think that was it. <laughs> so that's a brawl. So 73 over 42, that is a failure. So your brawl will go up by three points. You have 45 in brawl. Three points? Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Better than a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah, that's very true. And then roll luck. Yes, luck, please. 27 out of 77. All right. So that is 13 points of luck. Nice. Miss Lane is getting up into the jack territory of luck, I see. (laughs) We'll disabuse her of that notion. So if that's that, speaking of the aforementioned Mr. Doyle, go ahead, sir. Well, that was bad for me all around. I succeeded in every roll. Yes. Dodge, (laughs) brawl, sleight of hand, and stealth. So go ahead and make me luck. 74 under 81. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is seven more points of luck for you. Hey. Has Jack had 99 luck yet? Has that happened? Yes, actually. Not anymore, though. No. So that will bring us around to Audel. Lonnie, if you'd uh, walk us through the uh, greatest guide in all of Cairo. I have a lot to do. It's fantastic. So while I uh, succeeded on... Well, failed my role on archaeology, climb, and brawl. I did succeed on my persuade and spot hidden. (laughs) Fantastic. So you get three skill ups. So go ahead and take nine more points of archaeology. And four more points of climb. Could be useful, especially if you fall into any murder holes. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. She certainly did. And then uh, six more points of brawl. Everybody was kung fu fighting, yes. That's what they say. And then a luck roll, if you would. Maybe I don't want to. I failed my luck roll. You do want to. So, you may take um, 15 points of luck. Ooh, I'd like to thank my mother and father for this and uh, also my friends at the Academy. Certainly, certainly. So that will bring us to Dr. Takamak. So, sir. Okie doke, one sec. All right. It looks like I I failed in a good way on first aid, listen, psychology. Okay. But I don't gain anything for library use, medicine, or, or spot hidden. Yep. So let's give you some more first aid. How about four more points of first aid? I like that. And your listen's pretty good, but we're going to add three more points to it. Make it a nice 75. And psychology. We'll add seven more points to your psychology. Yay. Very nice. And then a luck roll, if you would, please, Doctor. A luck roll? Um, hey, I don't know if I'm going to... I, I probably will succeed at this. 
Oh, no, wait, no. I guess I did roll over a three. Right. So, yeah, 27 over three. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, there you go. You maxed the meter. <gasps> so that is 25 points of luck I'm going to give you. Oh, cool. that is fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, dice. And, and you know, uh, universe. <laughs> Still not quite 30, is it? It's not, no. Nope. Two points under. I can still be insta-killed. What, what? <laughs> oh, very good. And then uh, last, but most certainly not least, uh, Alex says, uh, Sam, go ahead and uh, give us your rolls. All right. That was really hard to watch. Right? <laughs> yes. He gets one skill. Woo! I just want to say, for the record, I'm paying the price for how awesome I did on my spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and honestly, most of these skills are above 60. And so you're already going to get some some difficult ups at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you still get spot hidden and you get track, which are which are pretty that's good. Both both good skills for you. Uh, so you get you get 10 points of spot hidden. Ooh, that's nice. Well, I mean, I, I accept that. It can, I, it, it can be a, a double edged sword. <laughs> that's true. Don't look at me. <laughs> And you get six points of trek. That's handy. Mm-hmm. And now if you would just roll luck for me. Hey, I failed. And so, yeah, that's 12 more points of luck. I'm not going to report all of those failures to the crowd because it is just a sea of success. Just so you know, <laughs> out there. We would expect nothing less from you. Okay. So for all of you who are resting in the temple, you're going to roll sanity for me. Resting or sleeping? Don't parse my words, Mr. Shea. Well, I'm asking. 70, 70 over over 46. Okay. Doc failed. Yeah, baby. 28 under 55. I succeeded. Okay. Had a 50 out of 88. I also succeeded. Uh, 73 out of 68. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Okay, so for the doctor and for Miss O'Shea, you find it very easy to sleep here. It's a very comforting temple. Those of you who failed that sanity roll are going to recover an additional point of sanity, but you are going to be drawn further in by the craftsmanship by the draw of the temple itself so when you wake you will be a little bit uh, we'll say enchanted by the uh, overall architecture and the the power of this location like I wasn't already <laughs> certainly <laughs> this is to take it to the next level for me Ms. Okay. and then for you doctor really what it will be will be it will feel like a a place that has a significant, almost core energy in it for you. I'm going to think fondly on this for years. Not only that, it will remind you echoes of the dream that you walked near those temples, near those creatures from Egypt's past. It feels like that here. Mm. You're, you're interested to find out if the if there's a, a well here with uh, thread water and all sorts of uh, different mm. uh, dreamland aspects. Duck will then meditate his way into sleep if possible. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Uh, easy enough. Not even, you know, again, you don't even get to eight. And you are drifting and drifting and drifting. Before I wake you guys up, Sam, how long are you going to let your um, compatriots rest? So after about um, two hours or so, because they said it was about four hours to sunset. And yep. so I'll assume an hour before uh, I will, if I haven't heard anything and no one's come out, uh, then I will take stock of the, uh, I'll climb to the top of the dune, uh, dust off the car a bit and take out the field glasses and get a, a lay of the land again before it gets dark. Okay. You get a lay of the land um, before it gets dark. 
while there are no plumes in the distance, when you look out, there's something in your bones that doesn't feel right. There's something here, whether it's unseen or whether it's being purposely camouflaged from you, you get the feeling like there's something you should be seeing, but you're not. The fact is, I don't feel like I'm alone, so it's unnerving. Certainly. Great. You know what? I'm not going to ask. It feels hostile. I'm just going to assume it is. And I will slide down the dune. And uh, I'm since I'm pretty uneasy, I'm probably going to treat the temple as a potentially dangerous place as well. Hmm. Um, the place where all your compatriots are sleeping at? Yeah. Before I, uh, so I will probably approach cautiously if I'm like hyper, feeling hyper vigilant, I feel like I'm being watched. You approach cautiously, uh, and when you do, you you find at the entrance to the temple a uh, a man standing there, a robed figure. Although the there's no, he's not wearing a hood up. Uh, he has long hair, breasts on his shoulders. He has a a definite localized bronzing that's been done. He definitely looks like a local. And you've never seen him before. Uh, I will hop back, uh, dry my machete, and scream, uh, Jack, they're here. Okay. And I will... I guess adjust my position so that uh, my back doesn't feel exposed. Okay. Uh, Jack, you hear Sam outside screaming. It, it's, it wakes you up. All right. Uh, I'll uh, jump up and run to the front. You run toward the front and you get down some, some of the initial steps and you see a man in a desert robe standing near the front. He seems very passive. He doesn't even look armed. He turns slightly to acknowledge your presence. What the hell's going on? I'll pull my gun, hold it on him. He looks at you quizzically. Do I hear any of the commotion? You heard Sam scream, probably. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll go running towards the front. Okay. We'll get there in a couple rounds. Okay. Who are you? I'm Tariq. And? What are you doing here? This is my home. You gotta be kidding me. No. Why would I kid about such a thing? Is there anybody else here? Yes. Promise you there is. You are guests. How do we know you're not uh, with Omar and the Brotherhood? You arrive, Mr. Shea. Hustling. I see it's Tariq. Mm-hmm. You see Jack has a gun on him. Jack, Jack. Remember I said one of the helpers was here. He put out food for everybody. Oh, this is, uh, this is this him. This is Tariq. Yes. Uh, okay. I put my gun away. He was probably just keeping an eye out for us. Well, that's fine. It's, I'm sorry. I uh, I heard Sam. So I just... Well, yeah, you think? Well, no. I, A simple misunderstanding. Again, we apologize. I will certainly do not. I put my machete away. If you and your group are hungry, he says to you, Mr. Shea. Mm-hmm. The hall is open to the right. Feel free. Uh, everything has been set up. Yeah, I think we all should eat and get something to drink. I will uh, go get the doctor and Lillian. Okay. There's enough of a hustle for Otto and Lillian to rouse a little bit with all the foot traffic back and forth now. Doctor, you're still under a little deeper. Absolutely. Doc wanted to put himself fairly well out, so... And we're all shocked by that. Lillian wipes her hands over her face to kind of rub the sleep away. And then and she sits up. She had kind of heard people rushing by in her sleep, but didn't register anything. What do I see when I when I sit up? I'm, I'm assuming everybody's coming back in. And Yeah, Miss O'Shea is coming back in. Jack's back after her. I'm not sure if Sam's staying outside or not, but... I am staying outside for now. I look over at Maeve. Is there somewhere to wash up around here? Like, wasn't there like a body of water outside? 
Yes, there's uh, a well outside. Um, however, we do have food and drink in a hall. So if you're hungry too, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go outside first and wash up. I have like dried blood from our our friends in the pyramid all over mm. me. So wait, wasn't there a well inside, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh, one outside yeah. and inside. The one outside would... is is made for draft animals. Right. Well, it'd be like that scene in uh, Star Wars, you know, with Finn drinking out of the... Anyways. Um, so I will direct her to the one inside. Okay. Am I going to get lost in this place? I don't... Are you going to walk me there? Do you... <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, but I will... Yeah, I'll walk you there. That's fine. I mean, you can just give me directions and I, I'll, I'll go there. Well, you don't want to wander too far or too deep. Okay. But I think it was towards the front. It's not far. If I remember it. Yeah. And then uh, I'll collect Audle and uh, shake uh, the doctor's boot until he comes awake. Waking up for you, Audle, is not hard at all. Uh, you, as a as a guide, are you sleep pretty light, especially with your previous experiences in the desert. Although the doctor is a little harder to wake up. You, you, you have to do more than just tap his foot or, or, you know, try to make some sort of physical contact with him. You, you really have to, you know, he's like a, it's like waking a teenager up. It's difficult sometimes. Uh, what? Uh, mm, sorry. I'm, ooh, I must have needed the sleep more than I thought. I'm sure all of us do. Um, I have, uh, we have a mess hall where we can dine and drink. Mm, that would be lovely. I'll show you where it is. <laughs> Wunderbar. Thank you, my dear. And how are you, Liebchen? Fine. I'm just uh, tired of waiting. Mm, well, nothing good happens right away. Mm. Rome was not built in a day, you say, as you say. And as we're like walking down the hall to uh, the dining area, I'm going to see if there's any more like reliefs on the wall or anything like that. Anything interesting? Yeah, there's one leading into the banquet area that kind of piques your interest a little bit. It's a series of what look like, like speakers of the Nile that have been lined up to show some sort of generational chart. And there's actually free space here on this. So it's not, com- the relief is not complete. But there does seem to be a significant gap. Mm. But yeah, entering the uh, banquet area is really just a couple of longer wooden tables uh, that somehow have survived the dry rot. But they are filled with bowls of cooked meat. And there are uh, flagons of beer here and uh, all sorts of other hearty foods. I will definitely get something to eat. Anything with a flagon, I'm good. So restroom or washroom, because I, I see I see I made it to the middle of the temple. Yes, you've you've made it to you've washed up. I'll make myself something real quick to eat and grab a beer and then I'm gonna go relieve Sam so that he can come and eat. Okay. Um so the, the food here is not quick by any means. There there are no like there's no assembly line, there's no, you know, sandwiches. You're you're talking about like baked loaves of bread and like chicken and bowls of fruits and vegetables. So you get um, lentils and chickpeas and, you know, palm nuts and grapes and figs. Yeah. I'm probably just going to grab a hunk of bread and some meat. Okay. I grab a loaf of bread and say they had a like meat or beer. Mm hmm. Yep. I got a beer and I, I, I follow Jack. Okay. Oh, I'm sitting down. I'm going to enjoy everything. Doc will sit with Maeve and we will just honestly chat like we were just sitting back in Chicago. I will join the doctor and Maeve. And while they're trying to idly chit chat, I will deliberately um, listen very closely. <laughs> okay. We tell him this amusing story about a Chicago meatpacking plant. Hmm. Amusing? 
I mean, to me, <laughs> it's fond. It's fond memories because it's where my journey began. Well, look, you start mentioning hot dogs. I know nothing good comes out of there. Correct. We'll leave the three of you uh, eating there at the table, uh, and then let's uh, let's get let's find out what Jack and Sam are gonna discuss. We'll we'll go out back outside the temple. Find Sam out there, obviously. You're probably hovering down the stairs a bit, like one eye on the robe guy, one eye on the dune. Sam, uh, you've been watching for a while. Why don't you go get something to eat and get some rest? Oh, I'm not going back in there, Jack. There's one entrance and one exit, as far as I can tell, unless there's an underground lair, which means that I'm doing what I need to do here. If I'm going in there, it's going to be to destroy that mummy. We don't have any business being here. All right. Well, you want some company then? Sure. I share the shade. Well, why don't you, uh, well, I say, why don't you just go get something to eat at least, but. Oh, I, there's, there's food in the car. All right. Lillian joins you two after, not too long after. Lillian? Jack? I sit on the stairs and I tear my bread in half and I toss half of it at Sam. I accept it gladly. And then I uh, remember where it came from and then I probably fiddle with it. And at some point, make it look like I ate it, but I actually ditch it. The three of you get a chance to eat a little something there on the steps of this temple. And there are three others of you inside beginning to have fellowship, have some community. And there is a a sound that begins to breach around the temple. You start hearing the sound of raptors, hawks. You hear screeches in the distance. Well, that can't be good. And that is where I'll leave you this evening. And so uh, I hope you all enjoyed our first episode at the uh, Speaker of the Nile Temple. I am certain you will enjoy our second one. And if you are enjoying the show, which we hope you are, we hope you'll look us up on patreon.com slash the old ways podcast where you can come and have a truly enjoyable time uh, picking on whomever you like. Thank you and good night.